Caroline. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited. Hi, you guys. Thank you for having me on. Like I said, I'm super honored that you guys wanted me to come on because I truly feel like I'm 12 years old. So I feel like I'm officially an adult by being on a podcast. Well, you and me both, sister. That's what I always feel like. I realized the other day, one of my coworkers at the coffee shop is 17. And in my head, I was like, oh, I'm like two years older than her, three years. But like, I realized I'm 22. And that's a solid five year age gap. And I was like, wow, I feel old. Isn't that crazy when like you get to your 20s and you're like, I really cannot tell the difference in ages between people. I feel like from like 20 to like 35, you're like game to be any age. So we went to the Pepperdine with Caroline. She graduated. What year did you graduate again? I had kind of a weird story. So okay, that's what I, I thought. <laughs> so I graduated. Technically, class of 2018 is my class. Um, but I was double majoring and double minoring. So I actually took one extra class the fall of 2018. So I walked with 2019 and honestly became so close to that grade in general that I feel like my allegiance is like half and half, half to 2019 and half to 2018, but a couple of years older than you guys. I definitely milked every second out of Pepperdine for sure. Um, honestly, I wish I was there every day. Um, so the feeling doesn't go away of wishing we were there every day. I didn't have like a super solid freshman and sophomore year, but by senior year, I was like, I don't want to leave this place. It's super exciting. Um, and it's such a great bubble. Like once you get to the real world, you really learn to appreciate it so much more. Yeah, I'm definitely missing that bubble right about now. And especially the sunshine. I took it for granted. I miss it so much. It's so cold and gloomy up here. Are you in LA right now? I am in LA. I'm usually traveling, to be honest. Like I'm usually not here, especially during, um, honestly, since COVID kind of hit, I've, I have been tra traveling a lot, which I feel like is maybe not something to broadcast, but <laughs> I have been traveling probably a lot more than the average person. But um, currently in uh, my apartment in Brentwood, Los Angeles. I feel like you probably have a killer morning routine. What is it? My morning routine. I truly and honestly, um, I wake up at like 536. I don't know why I do. Um, but I have I was like AM. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Um, yeah. I went to bed at like 745 the other night. So if that gives you any indication what time I go to bed okay. very early. It's making sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My morning routine. I am a pretty active person. I have to work out like I just have to. So I wake up, make coffee for me and the roommates. We usually work out for like 30, 45 minutes if I can, or I'll work out later in the day, I do start with a devotional, like grounding centering is super important to me. I have a Vitruvi diffuser, which is the best invention of all time. I'll like, you know, make a essential oil concoction and start my day. I try not to look at my texts or emails the second I get up because it's usually overwhelming. You take that time to kind of ground, get ready, 
and then delve in. Um, but yeah, the reason why I get up that early is A, I like am just hardwired to get up early, but B, I have New York East Coast clients. So I like to be up before, like at least so that I can respond to things by like 6.30, which is 9.30 for them. Well, you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? That's what having your <laughs> life together looks like. <laughs> down start implementing some of these healthy habits now that's actually so good like yeah in such a pattern for all of the people that are successful in the world like just getting up early and then not checking your phone and the drinking tons of water I don't think you mentioned that but that's something that I am really I don't know if you can be passionate about drinking water but I think (laughs) I think I am passionate about it like it makes you feel so good and it gives you mental clarity and good for the skin all that stuff so Love that. I love hearing people's morning routines. It always gives me new ideas. So we know that you have a lot of really cool experiences in your career, in your path, under your belt. And we would love if you could just kind of go through them just to really don't even get into them. Just blanket statement. How did you get to where you are today? Like list some of the cool internships. I know you interned in London. Um, Just kind of tell us the course of what you did to get to where you are now. And then we'll kind of ask you some more questions about what you've been doing. I would say that I've always had a really strong work ethic. Like, you know that I'm super passionate about something because I will give it my all. So at Pepperdine, honestly, like I was kind of struggling my going into my junior year. And I really just wanted to be off campus as much as possible. I was kind of going through that phase where I was like, oh, I don't really love Pepperdine right now. um, So I want to be off campus. So I started applying to internships and actually landed my first internship at Who What Where. So it's a fashion kind of online magazine publication, I would say. And yeah, I worked in their influencer marketing realm. So kind of got the basis for all things influencer world. Not something that I think I would ever want to dabble in. I don't think I would ever want to be an influencer, but it kind of led to other things that kind of foreshadowed now. And then a couple of the clients that I have now. After that, what did I do next? I interned at my favorite place, which was MGM Studios. And I was there for like the longest time. I worked in editorial, film, multiple different departments, helping with everything from writing blog posts to, um, I was on screen actually a couple of times for uh, Lightworkers. So I was one of their like guinea pigs for all of the videos that they do, similar to the ones that they do at like BuzzFeed and like Pop Sugar, just like one, two minute videos. I was in a lot of those, which then inspired my acting love again. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Can you talk about that a little bit? I am really interested in the entertainment industry and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are. Um, That's really cool that you were a guest in those videos. Did you volunteer or were were they looking for a specific thing? Our team was super, super, super small at the time. And instead of like hiring out actors, they were like, Caroline, like you'd be perfect for this. Would you want to do like this particular video or would you, you know, want to try out this beauty product and like explain your review for us? And I was like, sure, why not? Like, I have no problem like being in front of the camera or conversing over the camera. So I kind of was super fun. And I got a little bit of extra money that way too, because they have to pay their actors. So that 
was just kind of a random one off, but it kind of inspired, like I said, my love for the entertainment industry again, because as a kid, I dabbled in that world. And I was like, oh, like, this is actually something I'm super passionate about. So that kind of invoked that um, passion again. Is that why you chose to stay in LA after graduation? I honestly, one of my best friends who you'll see all over social media, I feel like, um, we're kind of a package duo. Kat Towsley, she's one of my nearest and dearest friends. Um, she came up to me one day and she's like, what are you doing post-grad? I was like, I have no idea. Like, She was like, honestly, I'm planning on staying here. Do you want to stay here with me? Um, and I was like, sure. So she basically is the reason why I stayed here. I thought I maybe wanted to move to New York and do that hustle, but I'm so glad that I stayed here. And I think kind of underlying always wanted to pursue the acting world. So that was obviously a factor, but it really was Kat. Kat was like, stay here. And so I was like, okay. So after you worked at, what was it? MGM, you said? Yeah, MGM. So after that, where did you end up? After that, I honestly, what did I do next? I need to look at my LinkedIn. We're having you <laughs> run down your resume. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this feels like an eternity ago. Um, I either started working at Goop, interning at Goop, or I did my summer internship in London. It's all running together. Okay. I'll talk about London and then go into Goop because that was kind of the finale, I would say. But yeah, I studied abroad in London like a bajillion times. I love that house. I think it's like the greatest investment that Pepperdine ever made. Mm -hmm. um, if you're ever in London, like actually both of you went to London, right? No. I went for one summer with Delaney Keeler, yes. who we had on a few episodes ago. Yeah. Abby, you didn't go, did you? You visited? I went <laughs> to London for one weekend and it was Halloween weekend and that's the only time, but I'm itching to go back, you guys. Like tell me, tell me to not and I'm going to book a ticket. I'm going to. That house is breathtaking. It is a gorgeous house in the most perfect area. It truly, oh my gosh. If I could like spend the rest of my life in that house, I would. <laughs> it's truly amazing. It's right next to all the things, all the museums, the queen herself close to her. So yeah, but I ended up interning at this place called Jenny Packham. It's a fashion designer. Um, and that was just a dream. I felt like I was living the princess life because Kate Middleton often asked for samples. So I used to oh my like gosh. pull her dresses for her. I was like, oh my gosh, this is for Kate. Oh my gosh. Did you feel like Anne Hathaway and the Devil Wears Prada a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. I but maybe without all the toxic energy. <laughs> Honestly, I'm super close to so there was an American girl who was also interning there. She and I remained super close. And then my boss who was literally I think like six months older than I was like oh she and gosh. I are still super close um so yeah no bad vibes everybody was so nice but I was running around that city with like garment bags it was that kind of grind um definitely character building for sure and it was in the dead uh, middle of summer so obviously hauling those clothes across the city was no fun <laughs> And especially on the tube, that happened a couple times because I couldn't grab um, a cab. So that is such a main character moment, though. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was like, how could you get more main character than that? Like, holy crap. Than running dresses for Kate Middleton in London. 
It was amazing. Meghan Markle pulled a couple things too. Um, I think Lady, I think we pulled a couple of things for Lady Gaga. And I think Gwen Stefani, there were some like very key celebrities that I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm delivering this to their hotel room right now. (laughs) That is so cool. And that's not even like the reason we had Caroline on. (laughs) That's just like a side note. Yeah, it's a fun side note, you guys. So amazing. Any Pepperdine people listening to this, if you ever go to the London internship program, try to get my internship because it truly was a dream. And I hope every like fashion girl gets to experience something like that. I think it was one of those things that I was like, okay, I did that. And I look back on it with super fond memories. So highly, highly recommend. Yeah. And then you said you interned at Goop, which is very exciting. And that led to a job post-grad for you. So can you talk a little bit about your experience there and what that led to? So I started interning there and I um, became super close to my boss at Goop. I was in the events department. So we were constantly throwing parties, which obviously now we can't be doing um, retail events. I got to travel to Canada and New York as an intern because they were just so short staffed for these huge wellness summits called Ingoop Health, which was a dream definitely not glamorous at all times. I mean, Paige Migliori, um, who you guys probably both know, she was my intern after I got hired on. And there were days that we would work events and truly and honestly would only sleep for maybe two hours. Like it definitely was a zombie job um, at many points, but also amazing because I got to travel so much in that job as well. So Yeah. So started interning there, which eventually did lead to a job. I kind of told my boss, I was like, hey, I'm still going to be part time in school, but I'm only in one class and can basically devote 30 hours to this. And a couple of days later, she sent me over a contract and it was a great offer that I couldn't refuse and started working there and then kind of was side hustling with an, uh, a blogger who I got connected with as well. So I was working those two jobs at once my final semester at Pepperdine. So yeah, that's crazy. I want to, <laughs> that is so much going on. I want to touch on the blogger assistant role for a little bit. What was that yeah. like, the ins and outs of that? And how did you get connected to the blogger you worked for as well? She actually is a Theta. Um, she graduated from ASU. And so I got connected to her via a Goop event. And we started talking about sorority life. Um, Because I think I still had my Theta backpack or something while I was an intern. And she was like, I was a Theta. I was like, oh my God, okay, great connection. I had already been a huge fan of her. Her name is Kat Tianita. She's super, super cute. I had been following her for years. So she was one of my like OG bloggers that I liked. I don't like many, but she's just so genuine and authentic. And we started talking and she was like, hey, like, I think we live super close to each other because at that point I was living with Kat and Marina Del Rey and she was living in Venice. And so she was like, Hey, do you want to come over for a cup of coffee? So went over there and she basically was like, do you want to help me like on the side? I'd be happy to kind of give you a freelance job. And so it kind of blossomed that way. Yeah. I haven't really had a bad work experience, which I feel like is not typical, super atypical. 
I've become super close to all of my bosses and people I've worked with. Um, That's awesome. When you were working for Kat as her assistant, what were some of your typical activities that you had to do for her? I mean, she got sent so much product, you guys. Like, it truly was like Bergdorf Goodman at all points of the day. And she honestly just needed help, like, road testing products. Um, Sometimes I would do, like, the first round. If I liked products, if it smelled great, if not, we would donate it to charity move on to the next round. Um, She would sample the products that I liked and then would promote them depending on um, which ones she liked. She constantly got sent clothes as well. So like organizing basically her closet half the time. (laughs) Every time she traveled, she just needed like another pair of hands to help her uh, organize things. Even like get a second opinion on outfits. Um, We actually shot a couple of campaigns together. We did a Bumble BFF campaign and I was her Bumble BFF, which like knew each other before then. (laughs) So we kind of faked it a little bit. You hear that folks? Bumble is fake. Um, it was the first and last time I downloaded the app. <laughs> That's so funny. I was listening to a podcast this morning, actually, with an assistant to another influencer. Okay. And she was saying not to sound – she's like, I'm not ungrateful by any means, but just yeah. the sheer load of free packages yeah. is so beyond overwhelming that they're getting on a daily basis. Yeah. It's like to the point where I feel like some influencers just have to say no because they're never going to use all the product. You know, it's just going to sit there. If you're promoting too many products, then your viewers are going to be like, okay, which ones do you actually like? Um, So I think right now that's kind of a trend in the influencer space that like influencers are really doing quality over quantity um, at this point. Because it's true. Like, I mean, truly and honestly, her driveway was just like full of boxes. Oh my gosh. And that's not even like a celebrity that has millions and millions and millions of followers. Can you imagine the sheer volume of things those people get? Right. It's crazy how like the richer you get, honestly, the more (laughs) famous you get, the more free stuff you get. Uh I know. That's cool that you guys donated things to charity, though, for that reason, because it's like, who needs that much stuff at the end of the day? It's like, what the heck do you do with all of it? I saw this one TikTok that was explaining how YouTubers are doing clothing hauls so that they can tax right off all of their clothing that they get. That's like when they actually do pay for it because it's technically work. So you can write it off. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the things that you can write off these days, and I now know this because I now own my own like LLC. I'm like, truly and honestly, you can write off so much more than you thought you could. I wanted to stay in the media space a little bit and just ask for anyone interested in getting into media entertainment or even assisting to someone like a blogger, what what advice would you give them or what do you wish you would have known before you got into those things? Those things, I would say truly and honestly, if you are an undergrad right now, take every opportunity to intern different places. I feel like that gave me such a scope for what I wanted to do ultimately. And it kind of laid the foundations because clients that I have now are actually people that I've known for years. And many of them came from my internship experiences. So I think a lot of people who 
you know, are really doing the grind right now will tell you the same thing. Intern as much as you can um, and really choose quality opportunities over quantity too. You know, not to say that your first internship is going to be this like glamorous internship, but really focus in on areas that you want to pursue. If you um, want to go into the media space, obviously, like be applying to places that will provide you opportunities. Yeah, that within that space, <laughs> because I know so many people who just like took the first internship offered to them. Um, yeah. Definitely, yeah, internships, I would say, helped me the most at this point. We wanted to also hop back in acting because that's something that the common person isn't totally wrapped up in. And I know you've done a lot of different things with that. So kind of carry us down that whole journey. Yeah, that. Okay, so I feel like it's always been a passion of mine. And a lot of people, I feel like when they hear you want to be an actress, it's like they roll their eyes. Like, of course you do. You're in L.A., blah, 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 blah. Um, but it truly has been something that I've always been passionate about. I did a lot of it as a kid as well. And so I always kind of knew in the back of my head, like once I get through college, if the opportunity kind of presents itself, I knew I was going to go full force with it as well. So I actually got an audition. I applied myself. There's this website called Actors Access. So anybody who's looking to get into the acting world and you don't have managers, agents, anything like that beyond actors access. And it actually was for a Disney pilot. So I auditioned for this, got the audition and went through like five or six rounds of auditions and came to the end and I didn't get chosen. It was literally between me and this other girl. And um, we look super similar though, which is kind of funny. Wait, can Um, you say what show, what pilot it was for? Did it get picked up? It did get picked up, but it's coming out this okay like this spring i think um so i'm not i'm honestly not sure if i'm allowed to even like say the name or anything um which is weird because i auditioned for this like a year and a half ago so if that gives you any indication like how long some things take it's like kind of crazy so in that process they were like you literally don't have representation and i was like no i just saw this because sometimes on actors access they'll just do like a open casting call, which they've done this with movies previously and just different TV shows. Um, But they're few and far in between, I would say. So I went through that process and the casting director was like, hey, you need representation. So he actually called and connected me to my, um, so I've gone through two managers because the first one actually closed her agency, but I got connected with my first manager via that role. And then my agents came from that. And then I got new managers because Joan connected me to Sheila and Sharon, my new managers, um, after she decided to close down. So it definitely was kind of a God thing because I knew no one in the industry. Even through MGM, I didn't really know casting directors or like agents, anything along those lines. And yeah, that's kind of how that came to fruition. And I actually got two agents during COVID, which is kind of crazy. But um, yeah, that's kind of how that has come to fruition. That is so interesting. I'm so intrigued by the whole acting world. (laughs) Me too. Have you done any like commercials or little projects here and there that you can touch on? Yeah. So I actually was in a Thanksgiving Super Bowl commercial this past Thanksgiving. 
had the minor, my, had a minor, minor role, but I basically kind of reacted to the Thanksgiving turkey getting burned. Um, oh. <laughs> a Walmart commercial, so super funny, but had like the tiniest role, but basically pays for my uh, rent for the year, which is so nice. Oh my goodness. We will track down that commercial and put it in the show notes. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have to say, so because I graduated last, so obviously not this past fall, the fall before, actually, what, what day is it? What time? January, not this fall, the fall before. Um, all the days were blending together, I swear. Truly and honestly. So I got my managers right after that. And then obviously COVID hit. So that's kind of put a stall on the act in the acting world, I'm still getting a lot of auditions. Um, but the callbacks and kind of the industry as a whole is just such at a standstill. I am now SAG eligible, which means so the Screen Actors Guild, those are union jobs. So they're going to be stricter, they're going to have like, um, more guidelines and things that you have to adhere to, which are jobs that I want to be on because they, number one, pay more, but they also protect their actors really well. <laughs> it's the union. So those jobs in particular are being postponed and pushed behind a little bit. So it's just, I'm very much right now in the waiting stage. So anybody who is an aspiring actress or actor will probably tell you the same thing because pilot season kind of got nicked in the butt because Mm -hmm. of that. Um, So pilot season is now all year round, I feel like. I want to know how similar has your experience been to that of Emma Stone in La La Land? I've got to (laughs) know. It's like pretty similar. You think you have something and then you don't and then you think you have something again and then you don't so I feel like I've gotten to the end of so many things you guys that I feel like rejection at this point is like oh like you know I don't even like cry about it or mm-hmm. about it um you kind of just honestly probably good though for your confidence and for going forward in your life and like if you totally. get rejected by a boy it's like screw that I got rejected by this company over here like I want this job more than I want you a hundred percent honestly that's such a great point because I really don't get faced by much these days like I mm-hmm. used to like take things so personally and now I'm like oh like didn't get it and a lot of the times it's really things that are out of your control like I'm pretty short so if they chose a guy who's like six six like it's probably not gonna look great on camera right um you know maybe they had someone in my category who was more gifted in one area than I was so you know she played a specific sport I don't know some things you just it's just out of your control but just gotta trust that the role that's meant for you is coming and I know so many people who have been at this for like years and years and years and the thrill of just auditioning or like being on set is like good enough for them to keep going and I feel the same way about it too I'm like the right role will come in due time So the million dollar question, who would you like to play you in a movie about your life? (laughs) Oh my gosh. You guys added this to the notes and I like briefly thought about it, but not enough. (laughs) Um, You can give a list of like a few actresses that you'd be okay with. I have to audition to be you. To be me. I feel like 
I would love, this is more of like who I would love to play. So I don't think this is answering the character or answering the character, LOL, answering the question at all. Um, But I would love personally to play Dolly Parton in a movie, I think would be amazing. Um, So fun. My favorite actress of all time. I think is Angelina Jolie. I know so many people like don't like her, um, but I have always been obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, we like don't look similar at all. <laughs> but I mean, if she played me, I feel like that would be such an honor. But the highest compliment. No, no. Ask me this, you guys. Ask me this when I'm like 40 and then I'll let you know who I want. <laughs> play me (laughs) it's honestly such a hard question but it's also so fun to think about I think I always say Blake Lively for me just because I think she's the coolest person ever and so I want to be portrayed as the coolest person ever obviously so she has (laughs) um one last quick question about acting I was wondering do you ideally in a perfect world you became a very successful widely known actor do you want to go towards movies or tv or both this is my goal. So I want to, I would love to land a TV show. That would be okay. the goal. Um, but I have a lot of ideas for producing too. I would love to pivot and be a director and or producer and like star in my own movies in some capacity. Sylvester Stallone style. Just write yes. movies, star <laughs> it and prove them all wrong. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, how much the industry is shifting right now. Obviously, a lot of movies and TV shows are switching to SVODs like Hulu, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, etc. So I'm just curious to see what theater will look like post all of this. So ask me that question again the next time okay we'll circle back (laughs) okay circle back back at 40 right you said 40 we'll just have to wait a little bit put on the google calendar right now for another podcast episode hopefully this podcast is still going in 20 years we'll see (laughs) Um, we'll do 30 okay that's more obtainable for us it is Okay, next pivoting a little bit from acting all the way back to more of the entrepreneurial side of you. You said that your job at Goop led you to the business you have now. So kind of how did that all pan out for you? Yeah. And Um, by the way, you have such like boss babe energy that I am so into. Like that's why I was really excited to have you on as well. Besides all your cool internships and your cool acting extravaganzas because you have your own business. And I think that's really admirable and that's really cool. And it's also a thing that I think is very doable for people if they're motivated enough. And so mm-hmm. I think more people need to hear about the way in which you can go about it. And I think that's another like risk taking thing. Like we keep talking about risks, risks on this mm-hmm. podcast. And it's like, if you want something, you really just have to make it happen. And that's something that you did. So I'm so excited to hear about this. You are like so kind to say that. It's like, um, I'm like words of affirmation. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> that was so, Ashley. So am I. I love when Abby showers me with words of affirmation. <laughs> also, I think we put for this topic idea in the notes, boss babes, question mark. <laughs> so that's what we're gearing towards. Yeah. I have always been a risk taker, like a calculated risk taker. If there's something that I really want to do, kind of going back to what I was talking about at the beginning, like, you know, I'm passionate about something because I will give it my all. 
And I was really struggling at boot because of acting, actually. So I was constantly getting auditions, but I would have to film literally like in our studio room at Goop and like submit a self tape by the end of the day, like while I was working. So there were times where I was really pressed thin for time and had to get in certain things. And I was like, this is not like sustainable. I can't work a corporate job and then also be pursuing acting. They just like don't go hand in hand, which is why Mm -hmm. so many actors obviously waitress, they work retail, all all of these other like part-time jobs. And I was watching a video one day because I was kind of just lost. I was like, what am I supposed to do? I have this love over here, but then I also am working a corporate job. And I was watching this video that kind of changed my life. It was this manager on YouTube. I don't even know her name, but it was literally something along the lines. The name of the video was how to make money, good money as an actor. And so I was like watching it. And she said her tip was make sure you're getting multiple sources of income, whether that's from graphic design, building out websites, you know, helping an influencer, doing part-time assisting. And I was like, I know so many people who would take me on as a consultant because I was already working for the blogger. Um, I already had a you know, a full roster of contacts from Goop, all of the brands that we worked with. I was like, what if I start reaching out to people and like getting feelers on if they would take me on as a consultant? And the response that I got from these people were, oh my gosh, Caroline, we literally thought you were so busy that we never wanted to ask you about coming on and helping us with different things. So it truly just skyrocketed and blew up. And thankfully, during this past, you know, year now, just kind of the world we're in, marketing has just skyrocketed. I mean, I grew exponentially during this time. The amount of social media accounts I'm logged into right now, I have two phones. Like, I have like three laptops. Like, it's just gotten to be so crazy. My sister helps me with things too. And I'm looking to expand my team as well at some point. But yeah, that's kind of how that came to fruition. And it's obviously allowed me to be flexible with my time because I kind of call my own hours. And it's allowed me to audition for things as well. So that's how that came to be. If um, my advice to people is if you want to start a business, now is the time. Because my mom, literally, when I told her this is what I wanted to do, she was like, okay, like had her doubts. But truly and honestly, like for me, it just skyrocketed. And I'm, I feel like I can say this candidly, like I'm making threefold what I was at Goop, like just really, really, really so grateful that I took that leap of faith. So hopefully someone listening to this is like, needing that push, like do it. I did it. It was not fun initially, like working through all the things, doing all the LLC paperwork, understanding that. Um, But call on resources that you have too. My brother walked me through like all the financials. You know, I talked to other people who were in the freelance space. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how that came to fruition. So that is so incredible. I have so many questions I feel like about this. <laughs> specifically. But, First of all, congratulations. 
I'm really proud of you for taking the leap of faith. That deserves some pride. And I want to know when you were first deciding to take that leap of faith and you were like, how do I get customers? You had your contacts, but you're like, how do I actually get people to bring me on? Was it your first step building the website? Did you make a media kit for yourself or kind of like just the tangibles? Like what, what were the active steps that you were taking? Yeah, your day one steps. Yeah, day one, I sent cold emails to people. So for example, one of the clients that I have now, I basically had, I had helped her with a couple of things because she's also an influencer. And I told her, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about branching out on my own. Would you have anybody who could use my services? You obviously know me well. I'm, you know, gifted in X, Y, and Z. And she connected me to like four people who needed my help. And then from there, basically they started connecting me to people. And now I just get a bunch of people who email me daily or call me and they're like, Hey, I heard you do this. Like, mm-hmm. can you help me with this? So I would say, call on your contacts and be like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Do you know anybody in this space and be genuine about it? I mean, I had, I made connections all throughout college. So it wasn't like I had just met this person yesterday. Like mm-hmm. I had known some of these contacts for years And more often than not, people are willing to help if you come with a genuine mindset and and genuine heart. So that was day one. And I feel like, yeah, kind of it just boomed from there. Like I said, I get emails probably two or three a day from people who are interested in my services. So yeah. That's so exciting. So for someone listening, you said a lot of these contacts obviously are coming from years back, college, Mm -hmm. past internships. How would you recommend keeping in touch with contacts through the years for when an opportunity does come up later on? I'm starting my business. I want to circle back. So I didn't do this, but I should have done this. But my old boss, who I'm super close to from Gook, she does this all the time, which I love. She'll basically give like maybe buy monthly updates and just email all of her contacts. Hey, you guys, I'm working with this charity, you know, yada, yada, yada. Hey, you guys, I'm working with this brand right now. Use this code X, Y, and Z to purchase their products, blah, 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 blah. So I think that's a great way to kind of keep people informed, like what Mm -hmm. you're up to, Um, which honestly I should start doing because I should be like, hey, you guys, I was just in like this commercial, like watch it here, blah, 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 blah. I just have have to wait till the end of the year to send a Christmas (laughs) card. Is that what you're meaning? (laughs) (laughs) You can do it all year round now. I have not done this because I have a hard time like promoting myself in that way. Um, but I think that's a great idea to like keep people informed what you're doing and then mm-hmm. they'll think of you. I mean, a client that I have now, I like watched her dogs in college and she now has a beauty company, a lotion company, and I help her with social media and like graphic design, all of that. Um, but it was only because I texted her, you know, Hey, how are you doing? Like, keep me updated on your life, X, Y, and Z. So just in little ways, you know, maintaining those connections. And I think people can tell when you're being genuine about mm-hmm. it, it's ingenuous. Um, so never come from that place. But yeah, that's kind of what I did, I guess. I love that idea of the like newsletter almost because it's just a fine line of I haven't talked to you in two years, but now I want to versus mm-hmm. I don't want to hound you. We're not actually, you know, best friends forever, but it's a fine middle ground. Totally. Mm-hmm. Were there any other things that you wished you knew? Like you said, you want to start doing the newsletter thing, but 
kind of before you started your business, I think that's a really good idea that you mentioned reaching out to the people in your life, like your brother who could help you with the finances. But what, mm-hmm. I'm curious, what are some other things that you wish you knew before starting that you could now give back to other people? Yeah, I mean, honestly, understanding taxes is a huge thing because being a private contractor is so different from working the corporate world. You obviously have to budget for your taxes. I have a budget spreadsheet and I didn't make this literally until maybe like six months ago and I've owned my business for a year and a half. So have a budget um, and also be tracking all of your invoices, keep all of your receipts. Like you uh, were talking about nails. I write off my nails because I'm constantly filming my nails like for stories. So I write them off too. Um, Always keep your receipts. Um, Yeah, keep track of your gas mileage. You can write that off. Keep track of, um, you know, even when I took out an intern, so Brie Moppin was my intern at um, some point. I took her out for lunch. I kept that receipt because um, she was my technical employee. Um, yeah, really understanding for me. I wish I would have understood how an LLC worked before this um, because it's so beneficial to you to have a registered LLC. And um, yeah. I have that registered too in Tennessee. So like if you live in a state that taxes are more favorable, I recommend that as well. Abby, should we turn the podcast into an LLC and just write off the you tiny know what? I was just thinking that we could write off the mics, Ashley. We're going to have a consulting thing later. We When we can have lunch while we talk about ideas, write that off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like so many people, me included, in the future, if I were to think about doing some sort of consulting PR marketing mm-hmm. thing, the finance is so off-putting to me because that's something yeah. that I am so inadequate with my knowledge right now about. So it's just like a big hurdle in mine and I'm sure a lot of other people's minds. Yeah. A piece of advice that I have is that even if you're working a corporate job and you're looking to kind of get into the freelance space, just pick up one client, like one additional client. Um, you know, whether that's helping someone with social media curation, graphic design, something along those lines and budget for that, you'll kind of understand the ins and outs. And if you eventually want to start pursuing consulting full time, it'll already kind of give you that like scope of, of what's to come. This is so exciting and inspiring. Um, I know <laughs> a lot of people are getting as much out of this as we are just by talking with you. I, know, I feel like I should be taking notes, but I'm listening to it. I know. Time. I'm like, where is <laughs> I'm like, I need to write this down. You should be charging us for a consulting fee for doing the podcast interview. <laughs> no, for everyone, it's recorded and available to them. <laughs> I know. I won't even charge you for it. But um, and I'm Googling LLC like as we speak. But <laughs> you have any mantras you live by, Caroline? The one thing that I feel like I always come back to, not really a mantra, but I do do a daily devotional, um, is called Streams in the Desert. Um, I absolutely love that devotional. I feel like it speaks to everything that happens to me in a day and I can always turn back to it. It definitely gives me boss babe vibes for sure, even though it's like gospel. Um, So yeah. You can all use a little bit more of that intertwining. We could be both. <laughs> Just to wrap it up, do you have any other advice or anything that you want to share as like a big sister vibe to anyone who either just graduated like us or someone who 
might still be in college or is just in their early 20s, figuring out what the heck they want out of life and what steps they want to take to get there. Not waking up at 5 a.m. yet, but (laughs) people still trying to get it together. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of people tell me like, Caroline, you look like you have your life together. And honestly, I don't. So that's number one is like accepting that you don't because truly and honestly, I don't. I'm like all over the place all the time. Um, but being open to whatever life is throwing you, I think for the longest time I used to like force things. Like if a boy didn't like me, I was just like, you know, so sad about it. Or if I like didn't get something that I really wanted, I was just so sad and distraught all the time. Um, but I think the moment that I kind of relinquished control and was like, Hey, like I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to do the grind and see where it goes and be okay with if it succeeds or if it fails. Um, And I honestly haven't like cried over a failure, quote unquote failure, because I don't even see it that way anymore. Like I haven't cried over the things that I probably used to when I was like 18 or 19, because I truly think that there's room for everyone, number one, to do the things that you love. Um, you're, you're gonna make it in some capacity. It might not look the way you thought. My life has not looked any way that I thought it would. And at the end of the day, like good is coming to you. If you're open to whatever the universe has for you. And as long as you're being super grateful for the little things in your life, you'll get things in return. Um, and also like doing service work has really brought me a lot of peace too. Um, I volunteer at a church and I'm trying to do more of that. And then also just like spreading the kindness. I mean, sometimes I'll buy people coffee in line at Starbucks. Um, and, and just like, it's amazing how much like one act can really like make someone's day and it's going to come back to you in some capacity which is why I feel so grateful to be where I am now because I'm like I feel like because I did those things not that everything is about like acts of service or like constantly like you know doing that but you'll you really will see it come back to you like there's enough to go around um and then lastly truly don't compare yourself to anybody else um stay in you know go down your path go down your lane Um, Just because someone else is doing something cool doesn't mean that cool things are not coming for you. Um, And yeah, do the work, put in the grind, and you'll see the benefits um, blossom. And yeah. I love that so much. I admire your positivity so much. I feel safe and taken care of with what you just said. (laughs) I love your positivity and I just love and admire your outlook. On just like daily Definitely. life, you hear big that everything's things, gonna come back to us. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> everything's gonna be okay. I feel safe. I, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> it will. It will. It really like even if the world is falling apart, which I feel like it has this past year. Like there's so much good. Like if mm-hmm. you just appreciate the little things, there's so much um, to be experienced and enjoyed. Absolutely. Okay, Caroline, spoken like a true prophet, I need you to pimp yourself out. Where can the people find you on Instagram or wherever you want them to find you? And where can they follow this amazing journey you're on? You are so kind. One thing that I have been thinking about is if I ever do land a TV show, I think I'm going to delete all social media. So maybe not for that much longer. Hopefully not. Um, Wow. But my Instagram is Carolina Nisa, which is my middle name. 
And I'm really just on there. I mean, my website is in my Instagram bio. You can follow my Finsta if you would like. (laughs) She's like my MySpace, um, (laughs) everything I've got. Um, And then most importantly, what are some book or podcast recommendations that you've got for us, stuff you've been reading and listening to? Yeah, I read a lot, a lot, a lot, um, which I think is another tip that I have. If you're not a reader, become a reader. Where do you um, find the time? At 5 a.m.? What are you yeah, where are you? <laughs> where are you possibly reading? <laughs> usually before bed. Okay. Um, usually before bed. That's like the way I like calm myself down. Um, I've been really into Jane Austen again, which I feel like is like every like girl's favorite author. Um, <laughs> but I actually got like this beautiful, I'm looking at it now, this like beautiful collection from, you know, anthropology. They always make beautiful mm-hmm. books. Totally. Um, yeah, I am reading Mansfield Park right now, which I've never read. Um, and it's very good. So and podcasts, I am kind of all over the place. I listen to vintage church podcasts for like um, services. Um, and then I've also been into, I feel like everybody is um, into like murder mystery and like murders. Um, yeah. What a 180. <laughs> vintage church and some murders. I go from like church. That honestly is me though. I'll go from like <laughs> To like literally the worst of rap. (laughs) That is so funny. I love that. I've actually, when I first started getting into podcasts, everybody and their mom was listening to the murder mystery ones. And I never got into it, you guys. I don't know why. I love thrillers. Ashley and I love murder mysteries. You've got to find the right murder. We love murder. (laughs) you got to find the right murder podcast for you. I don't understand what our generation's obsession is with murder podcasts, but it's been happening for the past few years. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Well, on that dark note, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being part of this podcast. I have learned so much and I know the listeners will really enjoy hearing from all of your experiences. And I'm so excited to see where this crazy path and all of your ambition takes you. I know you're going to go really far and I can't wait to see you land your amazing Marvel role or your TV show one day. Or the production company. Thank you, guys. You guys are my cheerleaders and my, like, pep girls right now. I <laughs> so appreciate it. And I can't wait for this podcast to just, you know, this this is going to, like, skyrocket. I'm excited yeah. to see where you guys take the podcast. Thank you. That makes three of us. We're excited, too. <laughs> this grassroots operation. Mm-hmm.